Let me just control my breath. Hello and welcome back to Channel 9 News. I'm Jackie Bowker. Today on the show, we will be going straight into a podcast with the best boys on the planet. Stick around. <laughs> yes. I love it. That was sick. That's going to be the intro to the podcast. Yes. We are back, everybody, with another episode of your favorite podcast. Today, we have Jackie Bowker. Hello. Here with us. Uh, you're a bit of a jack of all trades. Hey. <laughs> no <laughs> pun intended. Presenting. He's been spewing got, on that one all day. <laughs> <laughs> we got your, you got your hands and toes in presenting, modeling, acting. Like, we just saw you went on a tour a yep, couple of weeks ago. I did. Look, we're going to dig into all of that today. Alrighty. So <laughs> my biggest question for somebody like you is just how do you get into all the different stuff that, you d- that you're doing? Because you are doing quite a lot. So would you have to tell us what you're actively doing at the moment? Mm-hmm. And we'll start there. Awesome. So what I do is half of my work, I well, actually, I'd say three quarters of my work I find on my own. So that's my own hustle. And then the other quarter I get from an agency. So as for the work that I'm doing, I use various platforms and various websites to find those jobs. And I just pretty much apply for anything that tickles my pickle, what yeah. like really interests me. So <laughs> we, we have the same agent, hey, because that's how we met each other was on a, on a Bridgerton photo yeah. shoot. We got married. We did. We've got photos to prove it. Yeah, look, look uh, my, my grandma hit me up about that. Like, who is this? <laughs> This is not your girlfriend. Who is this? Because <laughs> I, I had to explain the whole thing to her. Yeah. yeah. That's how we got acquainted. But yeah. did you know that you were going to end up doing work like this? Did it kind of just fall into place as, as you were going? So a bit of both. I've always known that I was, I'm definitely destined to do something, <clears throat> excuse me, something a bit different. So something creative. Um, I know that the nine to five Monday to Friday thing does not suit me, does not suit my personality. So I always knew that that wasn't an option for me. But as for doing voiceovers, presenting, modeling, that has, that only came on my radar in the last three years, maybe. So before that, I was actually a professional dancer and living in Sydney and doing different contracts in Sydney and a few international contracts and all of that. But what comes with living in Sydney is that dirty rat race. So I was also working that yeah. nine to five mm. job, which I loved. Um, it was it was great, but there was just a real disconnect between that job and the dancing, and I just wasn't getting the joy yeah. from it. So I just completely stopped it all. Um, decided to go travelling, and it was while I was travelling that I was like, "No, Jax, like you have to zone in on this." fire and find what what job aligns with you and just go for it so I came back from traveling and I was just trying everything and I was really lucky to um, have had a little bit of voiceover training previously so I picked that up quite quickly and then with the presenting I guess just like knowing that I wanted to throw myself into anything I was like yeah I can do presenting I've done it before 
absolutely not, had I. <laughs> when you lie on the resume and get the job. Oh, 100%. They were like, do you have teleprompter teleprompter experience? I was like, yeah, I do. I'd never read from a teleprompter in my <laughs> life. but That like, would freak me the fuck out, trying to read <laughs> off a teleprompter. How quickly does it go? Well, you <clears throat> usually there's someone else in the room that's scrolling the teleprompter, so mm. they will follow you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so it, it just depends on how fast that you're talking um but it is quite a skill and there's the skill with like moving your eyes you cannot read the words word for word you have to stare kind of at the one yeah. spot yeah. and peripheral, peripheral. Yep. yeah because otherwise sure. it look like you're reading yeah yeah what a trip yeah <laughs> Yeah, look, I I can't read out loud for the life of me. If I was trying to do that, I would look like a complete fool. <laughs> so you you grew up um, in Western Australia, Perth. Yes. And so, what was that like for a creative mind like yourself coming up? Because it's although you've got sort of got lots of space, it's quite mm-hmm. a small community from what I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah, it really is. Um, I just want to say, though, I haven't lived in Perth for about 12 years, so I'm really out of touch with Mm -hmm. what it's like right now. But back then, if you wanted a career as a dancer, an actor, anything in that performance-based industry, you were moving out of there. You could do your training there because they have the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts, which is like one of the top training institutions in Australia for that stuff. But as soon as you'd done your training you were over east for the jobs. Mm, There's just no jobs in Perth. Um, So it is really quite isolating. And if you do choose to do your training in Perth, so much of the industry relies on contacts. And so you're not making those contacts while yeah. you're kind of breaking into the professional. You've got to be in proximity. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So when I decided that dance was going to be my career, I, well, I actually took it a couple of years off, but then I came back to it. And as soon as I made that decision, I was living in Sydney and yeah, doing my yeah. thing there mm. because you just have to. There's nothing otherwise. And Sydney's a very, very exciting city. You know, I lived down there for just shy of three years. And amazing city, like the energy that you feel sort of every single day, you're just super motivated. But after a stretch of time, I found like you alluded to it earlier, the rat race, there's just this constant drain of energy that comes from like, you know, having to always one foot in front of the other and like okay if I ever stop moving I'm gonna get left behind you know what I mean yeah and like that's exciting in the beginning but it fucking drains you after a little bit yep and I think that's got that's part of the reason why I fell out of love with dancing and with Mm. that performance industry Mm. that I knew I wanted to be involved in but I just didn't know how because all of that kind of took over like your need to pay rent sometimes is more important than mm-hmm. something else. And it's quite expensive down there as well. <laughs> so yeah. expensive. It's like Gold Coast prices now. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild because like the type of work that you do do as well. That's like an entire day gone as well. If you've got mm-hmm. a if you've got a regular job and then something else comes up, that's your whole day, possibly multiple days gone and you I know for myself a lot of the time you find out about it like the night before for sure so there's it's so hard to balance a normal job whilst doing that kind of work as well yeah I feel like your employer would have to be so understanding and Mm. that's the thing with this industry a lot of people don't get it which is fine that they don't get it but then you just have to choose to not like to protect your own energy and protect your time and all of that and Mm. if that means that you don't work that Monday to Friday nine to five job then 
that's the decision you have to make. And then that comes with maybe not earning as much and all of that. But yeah, like really hard decisions that you have to make to protect your craft and what you're trying to achieve. Mm -hmm. Because the creative industries, like there can be a very long plateau before we start to see an income. Yes. And that's that's something that it's hard finding that balance because it's like, oh, I'll work that nine to five while I'm, you know, before I'm coming up. But then a lot of the time it's very hard to get that come up while you're working in nine to five because you almost got to dive in head first. Yeah. Yeah. When I was working a nine to five last, I didn't create at all the whole time. Just because I would come home from work and I was just so tired and Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like sitting down and being creative. So the, the money and the comfort that came with a stable job was at the expense of my creativity and mm-hmm. you know got out of it was struggling to get by week to week but hey i started writing some fucking bangers so Here we are. it's it's the trade-off you know like yeah. you said it's there's a bit of a bit of a climb until you get to a point where you're really profiting but mm-hmm. yeah it's a sacrifice that creatives have to make really it's yeah. a sacrifice and you it's the confidence and just the knowing that it's going to be okay mm-hmm. you're going to be out of pay bills and buy groceries and yeah it's fucking scary yeah there's no other word for it really it's just like terrifying (laughs) how good would it feel when you're on the other side of it you know all of a sudden your name power is massive and you get paid well for every single little thing you do and then Mm. you're just like holy shit yeah yeah i slugged it out for like 10 years but now i'm here now i'm chilling yeah yeah it, it pays off in the end but yeah got to keep going until you get there that's it absolutely so do you still have your sights set on dancing and stuff like that is that still a part of your life or is that just your transition into what you're doing now that's kind of just my transition um if i was asked to do a incredible dance job i would probably consider it Mm -hmm. but i wouldn't jump at it right now Um, I'm really loving the direction that I'm going now and also my career goals and what I want to achieve. The dancing doesn't really help in that way. Like it helps in the way that it's a creative outlet for me and I do love it, but um, it doesn't really add to the the end goal. Yeah. And just your therapy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like if you were to pursue uh, more of a career in dancing, that would come at the expense of more time as well because – you know, there's quite a lot of rehearsing that would go into that and a lot yeah. of like, you know, staying fit and mm. you'd kind of have to choose that yeah. to be the thing. You yeah. wouldn't really be able to do too much else. Yeah, absolutely. And also as a dancer, even though it sucks, your dance career has got an expiry date because either yeah. your body will fail on you or no one wants to see like a 40-year-old up on stage sometimes. So you're going to be booked for less jobs. Yeah. So there is an expiry date on it. So as a, as a presenter, what what are the kind of things that you would present on? Mm, okay, that's such a vague. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm I mainly do um, a lot of screen presenting, yep. and so that could be for different corporate companies. Like I was presenting for a law firm the other day, and we were just doing some kind of like a mini YouTube series for them, mm-hmm. just going through about what you do um, with sexual assault cases and how to handle it and just yeah speaking to a normal everyday person about the legalities of all that so I do a lot of that a lot of corporate work um I do a little bit of commercial work and lifestyle work as well where there might be let's say a bar that um wants to put a little 
this thing on their Facebook page. And so they just want someone to be like, hey, this is our bar and this is what we do and we have these cocktails and you can come. Mm. And they just want like a person for the business to present. So that's what I mainly do with the presenting, like screen presenting. But then I also do live presenting as well. So I work for a company called Beautiful Minds Mm -hmm. and we, um, we just look after the mental well-being of young people. So I present and I host workshops where we teach young girls about anxiety, um, dealing with friendship breakdowns. Uh, the girls in there might have OCD or anxiety. Um, ADHD, autism, things like that. So I do the live component as well, hosting and presenting for that. Wow. That, that was the uh, the guys that you were working with on that tour that you just did. Hey, yeah, so that, that was, was them. Just kind of like uh, presenting to groups of young girls along those lines? Yeah, yeah, oh, awesome. that's how, it. How young are the girls that you are talking to? So the youngest group is aged 7 to 11. But then we have another group and they're 12 to 16, but we all, they're obviously separated because yeah. they're just different topics that yeah, we cover. subject matter is quite yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome that you're getting in that young. Yeah. I think they're like very crucial lessons for anybody to learn at that, especially at that age because, you know, I didn't get taught any of that stuff when uh- I was... I was that young and I probably could use some of it now. I know, right? Everybody says that to us. They're like, mm. oh my gosh, I wish I had this when I was yeah. their yeah. age. It's so important. And the girls just get so much out of the day. It's like, I love what I do for work, but that's just a whole other level. That's giving yeah. back. Mm. You know, that's not just like working on me and my goals. That's that's giving back to yeah. other people. Super fulfilling. Yeah, massively. So is that something that sits quite close to your heart? Because it seems it was a, especially looking into the uh, beautiful minds and stuff, you know, the mental health, it is quite an issue that we have, especially well in the world, but we mm. do have it quite a bit in Australia. Is that something that sits quite close to your heart? Absolutely. Yeah. I lost a friend to suicide eight years ago now. So, so sorry to hear Oh, that. thank yeah. you. But it's just, it's things like this where we talk about it. and have it out there and also get to young girls. I'm only talking about girls because I only present to girls, but we do have male presenters who present to the boys as well. But it's getting to them at a young age and just giving them the tools and techniques to deal with these things. And just because you might need help with your mental health doesn't mean you're broken. It means you're human. Mm. Yeah. And a lot of the time as well, it's almost put forward in a way, whether it comes from like ignorance because of, you know, the way it's been dealt with in the past, but it comes forward in a way that feels like, oh, you know, I don't want to tell anyone about this. It's almost embarrassing that I've I've got yeah. depression or that I've got anxiety and stuff like yeah. that. That is very quickly changing. Yeah. But, you know, in our generation, it's like if you had anxiety, it's like what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Just take a chill pill uh, Yeah, just thing. chill out. Like stop thinking about it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. I, I found for, for myself, like I didn't even realize some of the issues that I was having until like later on in life, even though they had been affecting me for pretty much most of my conscious life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until quite later in life that I was like, hang on, this is depression. This yep. is anxiety. And I've always felt this way, but I just had no idea what it was. Yeah. Because we didn't have access to anything like what you're doing. Yep. And Mm. then once you know what it is, it's so much easier to manage. Yeah. You know what you can do and what might trigger you and what you can do to help yourself if you're in that hole. And yeah, it's just so much easier once you know what you're dealing with. Have you found uh, that you've found yourself in those holes anytime? 
Yeah. So after I lost my friend to suicide, um, I just didn't grieve properly. And so about a year later, I went through a really hard spot and Mm. I was, the doctor said I had reactive depression. So that means that I just, yeah, didn't grieve and was really feeling the effects because it was so suppressed. Um, So I was so lucky to have an amazing support network around me, friends and family and They just came to me one day and knocked on my door because I was in bed, not at uni where I should have been. And they Mm. said, you're not okay. We're going to the doctor and we're sorting this out. Yeah. I saw a psychologist and yeah, they helped me through it. So I've seen some dark days myself. um, And it's just, yeah, it's just, you just never know when it's going to come to you. Like I thought I was okay, but I didn't realize that I hadn't processed that grief properly. And it honestly came out of nowhere and just knocked me over. Again, because you probably didn't realize the adverse effect of not opening yourself up to that at the time, I guess. Yeah. Again, where it's just education, like nobody Mm. knows until until it's happening for the most part. How do you communicate such big and bold concepts and like, lessons to like a developing mind like you know an 11 year old like what are the kind of things that you teach them so what we do first of all we make sure that they know that it's a safe space and they can share whatever they feel comfortable sharing and everyone in the room we ask them to listen with open ears and open hearts so it's just a non-judgmental zone whatsoever so we start with that And then there's one particular session that I present on anxiety and we give them actual tools and techniques that have been devised by um, psychologists and neuroscientists in America. So Beautiful Minds has a partnership with Stanford University. So we have these really cool techniques like, um, you know, physical things that they can do to help ground Mm. themselves and bring their brain back to being that we teach the kids. Mm. We actually had Jack's mum come through yeah. and teach us some um, tapping. No, the yeah. face tapping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> face tapping. And spreading and yeah. We she had Scott, Jack, and I in the studio and one leg hopping around tapping. Yeah, <laughs> and I really did feel quite a lot better after yeah. it. We were all in a bit of a slump, and then Jack mm-hmm. took her into doing it for us, and then. We went on and we recorded a banging track after I'm that. I'm sure you yeah, did. Because yeah. it. it gives your brain a mission. It's like, mm. okay, you're completing this mission mm-hmm. and it just makes everything else disappear and you zone in on that mission and when you come out of it, you're so much more grounded. Your breath mm. isn't up here. It's way down in your belly where it should be. Yeah. yeah. It's just only good things that come through, come from those exercises. Yeah, because I can only speak like from what's going on within my own mind, but I'm only stressed or anxious or depressed when I'm living anywhere else other than right here right now mm-hmm. like this room that I'm in right now is beautiful I'm with amazing people right but yet my mind could still take me to those places if I allow it if you know what I mean so when yep. you bring yourself back you ground it like you said before to the present we realize in majority of people's lives we actually live beautiful existences you know so it's just really comes for that but like there, there there's a other side to kind of the and Feel free to speak to this because my decision isn't 100% made up. But there is a there is a dark side to kind of depression and anxiety being such a prevalent conversation now. Whereas I feel like it's almost becoming something that is moving to the cooler side. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to be an angsty teen and like, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I suppose that's always been around. But do you come across like the kind of kids that come into your sessions, are they... 
brought there through their own will or is that something done through schools or like how it's, how it's do often, they get there? Sorry, it's often yeah. through their parents that yeah. have booked them in. And I agree with you with that. Um, it's a really like, it's a, you you don't want to delve too deep into that because no. of the damage that it could cause. But what part of the sessions that we do teach is we clearly identify the difference between anxiety and nerves and we get the girls to suss it out and like, okay, mm. if I'm... If I'm feeling a bit icky about a school test and those feelings disappear as soon as that test is done, okay, that they're nerves. That's yeah. not necessarily anxiety. Mm. So we're trying to make it really clear to the kids as well the difference between the two and, yeah, just, just make it black and white mm-hmm. even though there could be a bit of crossover anyway. But, yeah, yeah. yeah just to try and remove um, everyone from saying, I've got anxiety, yeah, me too, me too. Yeah. Does that does – that, um you know, the darker side, it might be cool to yeah. be angsty and stuff. Do you reckon that that is also coming from uh, misinformation and, again, lack of education on it? Because I feel like, you know, some young kid might be like, yeah, this is this is what I'm going to identify as this, you know, angsty mm-hmm. teen. And they don't realize where that's going to take them in the future. So when they're like, you know, they're doing it because, you know, I'm I'm the cool angsty kid, mm. but then later on, because they've been that person, later on in life they are actually that, yeah. and then it's not so cool anymore. And now they're actually dealing with it because they didn't know what they were doing. Yeah, I think it's it could be a bit of both because if you're anxious, you're anxious, and yeah. so you could definitely teach yourself to. Um, your brain to completely lose control in certain situations. You could teach yourself that, but you could also unteach yourself that <laughs> if you don't have anxiety, I'm saying. Yep. So, yeah, I think that that is a massive possibility, mm. um, but I don't necessarily think if someone who doesn't present with anxiety is going to necessarily, like, teach themselves and carry that through to adulthood. Mm. I don't know if that would apply because I would like to think that, you would get yourself out of it. Before You'd you think could, like, it was just a phase. Yeah, really, yeah. Kind of not choosing to, but yeah. you know, taking that taking that on a bit. You'd hope so. And you'd hope mm. that they'd have the support around them to yeah. help themselves. And or, it's so important to have good support around you. It's really the, the make or break, really. Absolutely. Yeah, even just I've got some friends down in Sydney who are in that hard lockdown and I've really noticed that some of them are starting to reach out a bit more if they don't realise that they're doing it themselves like just that need for human connection in hard times is so important i i found that a lot uh with a lot of family that i have back in england Mm because they uh went through some pretty bad lockdowns too and i found a lot of them were reaching out a lot more as well just connecting and not not for a particular reason just to connect and have a chat and and you know because of what they were going through the isolation that they were in and yeah yeah for sure and it, it can somewhat feel good just to get it out. It doesn't really matter who you're saying it to, just to kind of say it out loud, whatever mm. you're kind of going through. I know personally, like episode a couple of episodes ago, we did like a because we every we were in lockdown, so our, a couple of our guests cancelled. So we're just like, fuck it, we'll sit down and we'll just dive into our own minds. And we just had a really solid chat for like an hour. And at that point, we were both in a little bit of a slump. You know, I was like bummed out and anxious because of, you know, I was nervous, I suppose you could say, about what I've got coming up in terms of this launch. And just sitting down and being so open 
about how I was feeling, like especially on a podcast was just like, I felt like I was floating above my body for a minute. And I know like Scott, in oh, is he in there? Yeah, Scott, <laughs> he, he had a really good rant as well, which I think was well and truly, well and truly needed. So mm -hmm. he was floating afterwards. Well, a problem shared is a problem halved. 100%. Oh, I yeah. like that one. I like that. It's Ooh. not mine. I can't claim that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it came from you today. <laughs> oh, I like that yeah. though. And it, it's true. Like mm. it's a weight off your shoulders as soon as you, as soon as you just let someone know like, oh, I'm not feeling that good. And they're like, oh, you know, what's up? And then mm -hmm. you just say what it is. And all of a sudden you're like, shit and yeah. sometimes right. you realize oh it's not actually as big as how it was bouncing around in there yes yeah. you know? or it makes your pathway out of that situation so much more clearer yeah once you've mm. shared it and you talk it through and you're like oh my god of course yeah <laughs> exactly right <laughs> awesome so we're about to head to an interlude so I know. Already? I know, yeah. right? That's five minutes, quick. guys. <laughs> happens quick. <laughs> we warned you. It's a <laughs> fucking trip. So thank you guys so much. We'll be back in a couple of seconds. Peace. Bye. Fantastic. Thank you guys for hanging around. It was probably only a millisecond in your time, but we managed to take a little bit of time, have a little bit of a chat. And now we're ready to get back into it. So, Reese, you had a you yeah. had a little question you wanted to kick so, off. So, to to kick us off in this next segment, um, we're gonna ask you to give us your A one quality tip top best presenter voice. Oh, okay. <laughs> As if you you know do it doing your thing. You're in the studio. Do it behind, for the kids behind the <laughs> the, the desk, the teleprompter. Say whatever you want. Okay. But um. So it's like a new style that you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like the most presenter voice. Shock us. Let's go. Let me just control my breath. <laughs> I'm just gonna... <laughs> Hello and welcome back to Channel 9 News. I'm Jackie Bowker. Today on the show, we will be going straight into a podcast with the best boys on the planet. Stick around. <laughs> Yes. I love it. That was sick. That's going to be the intro to the podcast. Yes. I've done intro. voiceovers for podcasts yeah. before. <laughs> outros, intros. Fucking okay, I'm sure Oh, look. I got everything I asked for and more. Oh, good. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so did you have a coach for that or did you just like sit and listen to YouTube and like teach yourself? Um, A bit of both. So yeah. when I was at uni, I did a, well, I started a bachelor of music majoring in music theater which i mm -hmm. haven't finished um and one of the units was were on voiceovers so i got a taste for voiceovers back in uni like nine years ago and i didn't i knew that i loved them but i just didn't touch them at all and then when i moved to brisbane uh two and a bit years ago i was like desperate to make some money mm -hmm. but I knew that I didn't want to do the nine to five grind. And so I was like, stuff it. I got on Facebook marketplace, bought myself a secondhand microphone and I just kind of taught myself, um, and learn on the job. So the client might ask for, I'll get the script and they'll say, we want, um, warm, caring, but credible. And so <laughs> I will. <laughs> what, what's a warm, caring, incredible. So you definitely deliver with a smile at mm -hmm. all times and you'd watch your inflections. Um, because if you, like I just did inflections yeah. that can take <laughs> away your credibility, like when, from the listener, from the yeah, listener's okay. point of view. So you'll watch your inflections 
and just try and be really authentic with it. So what I would do was I would record and try and give my best version of what the client is asking for. And then from there, sometimes they'd ask for a, for a re-record and they might be like, look, it's a bit too bubbly. Um, can we try it again this way? And so just from that feedback from the client was the best way to learn yeah. because I was dealing with like a client who's paying me for the services. I have to nail That's this. That's the real world. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, learning on the job. So bit of the, bit of um, industry experience um, from tutors, but then yeah. also teaching myself. And I've also done some voiceover courses since here in Brisbane. So yeah, oh, nice, nice well, mix. It's all paying off. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, so where, like you've mentioned a couple of times now that the the nine to five isn't for you. Well, mm-hmm. Why is that? Oh, okay. I think for me. Ever since I was young, my freedom means everything to me. Like I couldn't think of anything worse than having to be in the same place five days a week, eight hours a day. That Mm. just scares the shit out of me. And I would rather be poor and, you know, just like doing my thing, but being super happy and being just knowing who I am in and out than kind of selling my soul to something that doesn't align with me. It's yeah. it I reckon for me it just comes back to that freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I I view it as like time is like a currency that goes one way. Like you could spend time but you are not getting it back. Absolutely. And I have a huge problem with spending my time benefiting somebody else's pocket Mm -hmm. like if i'm gonna put the time in and work that's gonna be on something that's gonna directly benefit me and not just for a minimum wage yeah you know like money in the pocket it's security but that's not happiness and somebody else for the the hours that i spend is making more money off my time than i did so yeah for sure it's not not an option mm-hmm. um i like the four that you said as well the exact words nine yeah. to five is not an option because there's a line in the song that we're about to put up which is nine to five ain't a motherfucking option no way that's <laughs> yeah. a sign i'll guys. show you that after see <laughs> scotty pull that up eh? <laughs> <laughs> Being involved in so many different, you know, it's all kind of related mm-hmm. industries, but you are doing a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even even for someone who's chasing one particular idea, they're going to come across challenges uh, that, you know, you got hurdles that you got to overcome to get further, further into the industry that you're getting into. So I want to ask you, what are some of the challenges that you've faced because I'm sure that you've faced a lot yep. doing as many different things as you do. So what are some of those challenges and then what tools and resources and, you know, mindsets did you use to get through some of those? Mm-hmm. So my first major one was being okay with doing this freelance work and not having the approval of society. So not not necessarily the approval, but being okay with the fact that they don't get it. Yeah. They don't get what I do. They don't get how I make my money. And I'm not saying that I'm better than but better than anyone by any means, but um, it's really hard to wrap your head around. And when I first started, I didn't know what I was doing either. I was just throwing everything at the wall and seeing what stuck. So that was a massive one, really letting go of what like society expected of me, I guess. Mm. Um, and the way that I let that 
go, I guess, is just putting my head down and just working and staying true to what I wanted to achieve. Mm-hmm. So then that that's the loudest voice for me mm. and also the loudest burn in my, in my stomach, like just wanting to be in, active in that industry. That's enough. Yeah. Um, but also I, I'm really big on movement. So obviously dance has been a massive part of my life. So I'm constantly at the gym and exercising and keeping fit. And I think that that really has more of an impact than I realize too, which might seem like a bit of a disconnect, but I just feel like as soon as I drop my exercise for any reason, if I'm too busy, if I'm sick or anything like that, the whole mindset goes with it. So yeah, I think exercise. It changes your chemical balance, you know, and specifically within the brain. And we all know how that can affect us like instantly, you know. I find um, like I don't necessarily realize how good I'm feeling because of working out until I'm not. Mm. And then I feel like shit and I'm wondering why I feel like I do. And then I think back to the last time I worked out and it's like two weeks before. I'm like, well, th- there's your answer. Right? Creeps yeah. up on you. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. 100%. And one of the, um, so that's one of the struggles that I was going through kind of at the start of this journey. And something that I'm going through now is a bit of imposter syndrome slash um, knowing that, well, I know that it's going to happen, but trusting and believing and having the confidence Mm -hmm. to, so what I'm going through at the moment is I work, I also work what I call my muggle job. And so I I have a normal (laughs) job (laughs) and all it is, is two nights a week. I'm a first aid officer. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm taking steps to letting that job go, which Mm -hmm. means I won't have a steady income. I won't have X amount guaranteed coming in every week. Mm -hmm. And so just going through that at the moment um, and just having like gripping onto my faith of Mm. it's going to happen, Jax, like just keep going. It's a matter of when. Yeah. Yeah. And like open yourself up, as you were saying before, Reese, like opening yourself up to other opportunities, but also being really conscious of what this job is taking from me. So sure, I only work two nights a week, but what's it taking from me time-wise? What's it taking from me energy-wise? Like I find the job so draining. First aid officer, yeah. Yeah, I'm like responsible (laughs) for 250 people. (laughs) There's another side to that coin as well. It's like what could you possibly be gaining from diving in the deep end and burning the boat, so to speak, you know? Like, yeah, your job is taking away from you um, in terms of your energy and stuff like that, but Mm. Getting rid of that job as well could also add such a massive fire to to yeah. your drive. Yeah, well, because know? I've got no choice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, where you're at, that's an extremely, like, nerve-wracking, scary step to take. And I've recently, I was working similarly uh, only a couple of nights a week in a gym, but I had that, like, taken away. So I didn't make the choice to do it. And since, yeah, the money's not as steady as it usually is, but mm. holy fuck, I do not miss that place mm. at all. I don't miss working like that. Um, even just the constraint of having to be somewhere at a certain time, like the freedom it gave me not having even those two nights, three, I had three nights a week. Even uh, that was being out of that, I feel like I'm so much more active. It makes me available to do more stuff like this too. Yep. So it was game changing, but 
uh, where I got lucky and you're not, you have to make that conscious decision to go. Whereas <laughs> mm-hmm. I had it ripped from me, which I'm actually kind of grateful. Yeah. Because now I didn't have to choose it. <laughs> <laughs> you have to step off that plank myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> How does that feel for you? Like, are you, are you nervous about that? Are you confident that it's going to work out? Like, are you undecided? <laughs> I'm, like, yeah, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm terrified. Yeah. But... I know it's going to work out. Yeah. But also that doesn't make me feel any better, really, knowing that it's going to work out. I'm still feeling absolutely terrified about it. Mm-hmm. And I just have to know that work, more work will come my way and more constant work as well. Mm-hmm. Just knowing um, and trying to like keep up with my exercise and meditation and listen to the right podcasts and all of that and just stay in that like you know top notch place because that's when you're going to be your best yeah, listening to before the money baby let's go that's it. <laughs> creme de la creme let's go <laughs> uh, it's yeah. it's stupid it's this big big scary step for mm. sure so i want to ask you so. you know it intrigues me the amount of different stuff that you do. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask you, as impossible uh, a question this is. Yeah. Ten years time, where where do you see yourself? Oh, okay. This is a really hard question because the industry I want to be in is like we're going to see massive changes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm absolutely gunning for a lifestyle presenter role. So if I were to step into that place right now it would ideally be on a tv show like weekender that's Mm -hmm. filmed here um if the if covid fucks off it would be like a getaway or something like that you know one of those real lifestyle shows i I definitely see i could yeah i was just about to say that (laughs) that would (laughs) just that is goals but also Broadcast television is going to go through some massive changes in 10 years and yeah. streaming networks are on the up. Yeah. So I don't really know what that looks like and what yeah. that will look like for someone like me. But if that means that it's presenting a show like that and it's just affiliated with um, Amazon or uh, Netflix or something like that, then amazing. Yes, that's what it would be. And, but also on the side of that, because it does go hand in hand so well, is I would love to just keep going with my voiceovers. Like there's something about voiceovers that is just magic. Mm. You can be handed a script and it's you with this built-in instrument that everyone has on this planet and you can just make magic. You get to play so many different characters. Yeah. You've done a bit of like cartoon work for, I remember you were talking about it last time I saw you for like speaking with kids again, but you were like playing a little, was it an an alien? alien? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Dee the alien, which is the boss. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't. Where can can I find that? Because I want to, I want to hear that. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been sent any videos of that yet. Uh, so I can send you something. Well, I guess we're just going to have to get the live performance. Yeah, I was like, do you want me to do it? (laughs) She's like real Australian. She's so cute. Um, okay. Let me think of a line that you want me to say. Okay, Reese. Well, if you said the bathroom's to the left, but Jack said it's to the right, which way is it? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's Dee Dee the alien. Oh, that's so, that's cool. so sick. <laughs> I love it. I'm, I'm going to go home and just fucking practice voiceover. Yeah, I know. Oh, I want to give it a go. Shit. Yeah, they're <laughs> awesome. And the thing is, like, you don't have to have a particular voice, speaking yeah. voice, to be able to do voiceovers. You just have to be able to manipulate it mm-hmm. and mm. want to experiment with sound and all of that. So. Yeah, you've got to be confident. And you also got to be kind of like, able to be consistent with a particular tone that you select yeah 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 but also it that's quite easy once you've um got it down like if you've already recorded something it's because it's your voice it's just a simple matter of re-listening to it and then mimicking it and then boom you're you're straight back back there there yeah Yeah. that makes perfect sense Mm. (laughs) well maybe you could do the voiceover when we finally get around to doing it before the money intro you know yeah we'll hit you up yeah for sure (laughs) It doesn't have to be the newsreader thing. That's just <laughs> one style that I do. I like that one though. Yeah. I think that one suits. Give you the new face, the new face of before the money rebranding. <laughs> we were playing around and maybe having a, a girls' edition, calling it before the honeys. Oh my be cool. god! Might found ourselves one of our hosts. Who knows? Yes. Yeah, could, I'm so keen for that. It could almost be like a somewhat tasteful game show style. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, the guests and the host play games. Yeah. Like what you did with the coffee game. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but on steroids, I suppose. That was like a last minute thing, but yeah. it turned out sick. I loved it. Yeah. There was one coffee order in there. I was like, that is not true. Like, yeah. that's disgusting. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw you straight under the fucking bus, Lauren. <laughs> so. I went around grabbing everybody's orders and then Lauren grabbed my phone and started changing them to make it more like, what the fuck? Yeah. And apparently uh, one of them I read out half-half. So the first part of it wasn't even a coffee and Darwin was like, there's no coffee in that. That's not a coffee. <laughs> yeah, bad. I'm throwing you under the bus, Lauren. That was your fault. <laughs> Love you, but fuck you. <laughs> That's insane. So you've obviously experienced a bunch of different things now. You've got a hand in a bunch of different industries so what kind of advice do you think you'd give to yourself going back to when you were just starting out maybe in dancing or Mm -hmm. even with maybe when you just moved to Sydney you know yeah um I I probably wouldn't change a thing so I would probably just tell myself just do it throw your all at it Mm -hmm. and love every second but also I'd say watch for the signs and have the confidence to act on those signs. Mm -hmm. So it actually took me quite a while to step away from dance um, and also step away or have the guts to leave Sydney because technically there was nothing wrong with my life in Sydney, but I just knew I didn't want to live there anymore. So, yeah, look for the signs, but just do it all and throw your all at it. Look within. Look within. Awesome. Awesome. I think that's a pretty good place to wrap if you ask me. Oh, I think, yeah, bro, that gives us perfect time. So where can our audience come across your work? So I'm on Instagram at Jackie M. Bowker. Mm -hmm. And I also have a website, JackieBowker.net. So all my work is on there. Um, Awesome. Mr. Disney, if you're listening. (laughs) You're up. (laughs) Network 7. Yeah, keep an eye out for, was it Hyundai? Is it, is it, I saw oh, you in a car ad or MG. something. MG. Yeah. Uh, Dream World ads coming yeah. soon. Just keep your eye out. You're going to see us somewhere. <laughs> Guaranteed. This is definitely going to be like a returning guest. 
Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. Nice. We want to we dive into re- yeah. recurring faces, especially because, you know, you're out there fucking crushing it, doing everything that you can get your hands on. So we'd love to watch your development as you go. Thank you. And keep coming in, checking in on us and dropping some dimes. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Bring it on. Can you please say goodbye in your favourite presenter voice? <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just going to do the newsreader one. Whatever you want to do, yeah. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Make sure you tune in for the next episode of Before the Money. <laughs> Before the fucking Before the money, money, baby, let's go. Oh, yes. Thank you.